0: Our first message this afternoon is from Mr. Doyle Carter. His message is entitled Our Liberty Through Christ. Doyle. Greetings, everyone. Best way to test the microphone to speak. One thing I'm gonna say just to start, break the ice for a second, I'm just gonna say that I definitely enjoy the Sabbath because it gives us a freedom away from the world. Just that one 24-hour period to sit back, because this week was crazy. Between youth camp, which was awesome last weekend, kids can wear you out. Did you know that? When you're not a teenager anymore, they can wear you out. I forgot how much energy you can have at that age. They did really good. We should be very proud of them. They did great. Today, I thought I'd start with just two quotes, On uh, since it is the 4th of July. One is by Albert Einstein. It says, everything is... Okay, start over. Everything that is really great and inspiring is created by individual, by the individual who can labor in freedom. And then Theodore Roosevelt said, order without liberty and liberty without order is equal to equally destructive. It was interesting. that uh, Some quotes I could find on the internet. As you know, as we've already mentioned, our picnic that we're going to have pretty quick uh, tomorrow. And do I need to leave this up here, Ron? I got a star up here. I'll leave it here, why not? Little prop. But I was just going to say that with picnics on the mind, fireworks on July 4th at the bridge, at least in Jinx, and wherever else you're going to be, you know, we, we celebrate our freedoms, basically. What, we, what freedoms we still have in the United States. We're not as free as we used to be, but we're still free. We're still relatively free compared to a lot of the world. We also need, I'd like to encourage you to to consider or remember our freedoms and liberties that Jesus Christ has came to bring to to us as well. It's just the topic of the day. My first scripture of the day will be by Paul in Galatians 5 verse 1, which he states, he and Paul states in Galatians 5 verse 1, Stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not entangle again with that. stand fast therefore in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not entangle again with the yoke of bondage. You can tell it's been a long week. Tongue tangled a little bit. But he encourages us to stand fast in that liberty that Christ has provided us. And I'd like to explore that, explore at least one aspect of our liberty. I know there's multiples. I actually thought of some others as I was doing this, but I got a certain avenue today. We see, we see that Christ knew he was coming to do this, to provide us liberty. For in Luke Luke 4:17 through21. Jesus is in the synagogue. They were, I guess, a tradition of the time. They would if a guest came, they would provide him a, a scroll and say, Hey, read, which in this case I'm almost so blind I can't read my own Bible without putting it to my face, but it's there. But they had handed it to him. So he's so we would start up. Verse seventeen. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he w- he had opened the book, he found the place he found the place where it was written. So he it appears from that that he looked for it. I'd have to almost do that for me. He found the place. And here's what he read in Isaiah. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has appointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, To proclaim liberty to the captives. And recover the sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, he closed the book, and gave it back to the attendant, and who sat down. And all the eyes were upon all the eyes of who were in the synagogues were fixed on him. And he said, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So he proclaimed he was the person, the individual who's going to provide the liberty for people. A lot of the commentaries, like when it talked about blindness, you know, talking about, it wasn't just talking about physical. It could have been talking about spiritual, where people who don't see the truth, he'll open their minds so they can see the truth. or Those who are oppressed by maybe their own sins or by outside forces or whatever, Christ is here to help. Sometimes we oppress ourselves with our own behavior. Sometimes we have our little issues. Maybe you don't. but Sometimes we do. We know. And now how he. Let's look deeper into this. You may ask how. He's, uh, he says in John 14.6. We read this at Passover every year. But just a short, short scripture here. Jesus said to him. I am the way. The truth and the life. No man can come to the father except through me. So we see that he proclaims himself the way, the path, the route, whatever you want to call it. The truth and the life. And no one can come to him, by the way, except through him. Or, you know, go to the father except through him. In other words, you can't go through Buddha or whatever other religions. He proclaims that he's the route to get to God the father. We see that he is... Let's go to the next scripture then. Okay, in in first in John eight thirty one through thirty two, we see that it's in Jesus' own words. He said, "Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free." I looked up the word abide. It means to follow, to obey, to do what was said, like I sometimes do with my boss. At least I'm honest. Sometimes, sometimes not. But he's pretty lax at times, and usually I know what I need to do and I need to do it. Sometimes. <clears throat> anyway. But we, when you listen to Christ, we have to abide in what he says, his words. For example, the, the one we definitely note in our lives the Sermon on the Mount. Where he ex- expands the law that is provided to us, the Ten Commandments, the other rules of, of the laws that God gave, and made them a spiritual meaning, not just a physical one. Where, you know, you just, well, look, throw an example out. He, whoever murders his brother, he says something about whoever murders his brother is guilty of, of murder, but whoever hates his brother is also guilty of it. He's wanting to get it to the heart and mind. So he chose, shows us that, plus the parables that were revealed. The many parables he shared. And and that is what he did. He went on and expanded the word of God to us. And he never negated the word of God by the way. I have had that discussion when I was mentioning this to somebody. And I said he did not destroy the word of God. As he said. Meaning and I think in uh, Matthew 5. He says think not that I have come to destroy the law of the prophets. But I came to fulfill. In 1 Peter 2. 21 through 22 Peter's words are this for to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us leaving us an example that you shall follow his steps who committed commits no sin nor was dece- deceit found in his mouth so he set us an example it's a hard one is unfortunately, I'm serious, I don't know about you, but I tend to mess up on a daily basis, especially when you're out in a warehouse and it's hot, you get tired of someone telling you to do something or whatever, and you get, anyway. (laughs) And when you get in events where pressure is there, sometimes you don't think quick enough. We'll get into that in just a moment. Okay, I jumped ahead of my notes there. Like I said, he set us an example to have a righteous life. So the first part of this, to summarize the first part, basically what I was saying there is that when Christ came, he came as an example to show us the path to life and the way to life and the truth. Without the truth, you really couldn't see the way of life anyway. So that kind of corresponds. On the second part, we see that he's off, he offers us, he is the life. Now, unfortunately, like I've said before, we tend to fall short to our sense. One reason. He came to save us for that. And like this, like this weekend, watching the teens, it's funny to think maybe I acted the similar way. In life, it's progression. It's like, for example, I, okay, I'll give you one. I took a lot of the law, bald, bold face. I just went, okay, yeah, he told me to do this. Implementing it was a totally different story. To go into my life and say, okay, I'm going to do this. We're creatures of habit, it's hard to change that, but God has, Jesus Christ has made it aware that even if we foul up here and there, and we're trying our best, and eventually get it, he's covered us, because he realizes that it's a growing process, this whole life is a growing process, we just become better and better, or we should become better and better as we get older and learn, we know, and I didn't give it to Brian because it's only a reference. In Romans 3, 23 and 24, we know that it says, Paul says, For all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. So we got grace on our side. So if we come to him and repent and say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do this. I was like this week. I am I got hot, tired. My boss got on my nerves, you know? He understands. And then when I put that effort back up and say, I'm going to do this better. His grace will cover us. Doesn't mean I do it again. It just means that try your best to do better. Paul, I'm going to use two scriptures on this as a reference. Paul speaks on this in Romans 5, 8 through 10. Paul says to the Romans but god demonstrated his own love toward us that while we were yet still sinners christ died for us much more then having now being justified by his blood we should be saved from the raft through him for if when you were when we were enemies that we were reconciled to god through the death of, death of his son much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. So He's there to help us, and He is. His blood helps justify us when we make our mistakes and come to Him in a humble, repentive fashion, and we try to follow His word. You know the high standards He gives us, because. As you read, as it reads, he demonstrated our love while we were yet sinners. Sin is actually a devastating path to go by, unfortunately. I mean, unfortunately, I, I tend to listen to Dragnet, things like that. And, you, and that's extreme, but these, the, what these people do puts them in a trap. I mean, like uh, one of them, somebody had, I guess, burglarized or whatever. No one suspected him at first, but he was felt so guilty. And it was like he gave himself away. He was trapped. If he would not have ever done that, he would have lived a productive life and never been arrested. Sin does something similar to that. It, it puts us in a position where it's destructive. It just destroys our world. Whatever that sin may be, whether it's alcoholism or whatever. But Christ is here to lead us to that eternal, into eternal life, to help us overcome. And in Romans six twenty two and 23. To follow that theme right there. It says, but now having been set free from sin. And having became slaves of God. You have, you have your fruits of holiness. And the end eternal or everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God. The gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. I'm going to stop here for a moment. But this is a thought I had last night. I'm not saying the law saves us, okay? I'm not just going to make a disclaimer. But it helps us have a righteous, a clean life so that we can feel, how do I put it? Basically, we have a clean life so we don't have to look over our shoulders. Like something happened, like I was talking about the Dragnet episode where the guy, if he would just never done anything, you know, he wouldn't have had to worry about the police when they picked him up. Just said, hey, I'm innocent, man. What are you after? but we are but it is a gift of God that we have eternal life through Jesus Christ. He loves us so much. He wants us there that if we're going to repent and follow his son and learn the ways that he taught and read the Bible. We'll have liberty. We're we're freed. Cuz we now the flip side of this is we can take our liberty in a wrong fashion. Okay, say okay, God's going to forgive me. Well, Paul addresses this situation. He said in Galatians five thirteen through 14. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for fl- the flesh. But through love, serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You know, Paul addresses this later in one scripture where he says, should should we sin then if we got forgiveness? And he said, God forbid. No, we're not supposed to. So let's do our best. And I'm not going to end on that note where I'm going to pick on us about our liberty and not do anything bad or good. I'm going to end on a good note. The last verse I got. 1 Corinthians 15. 54 through 58. We all know this one. But it's a very inspiring one very inspiring one and it says paul wrote to the corinthians and he said so when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in up in victory o death where is your sting o hades where is your victory skip on down to verse fifty seven but thank but thanks to be to God who gives us victory through our through okay read that again but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my brethren, be steadfast, immovable Always abounding in the works, work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. That is encouraging. No matter if a work in the Lord is not in vain. And we have victory through Christ. Because he came to help us to make it an eternal life. Which will actually lead to my next thing when I speak you next time. So in summary, in summary. Jesus came to provide us liberty, all of us, as we see in Luke 4. By coming to earth as a human and living the human experience in a, in a sinless manner, living a good example for us to follow, he, he provides us a way, an example, to, to actually over, to look at to try to overcome this world. So we can no longer continue the uh, destructive path of sin. By following his teachings, which he has provided, and his disciples faithfully put down on paper. We can arrive at a better understanding of the truth, as the word of God. And we will re- it, And he can remove that spiritual blindness from us. I say that because I was talking to my boss about, uh, this is a side off the summary a little bit. I was talking about the pork, I think I've already said this before, but we will say it again. He keeps picking on me about the pork thing. It's like, dude, do you not see what I'm telling you? And it's like, he doesn't. And it's not his fault. I mean, everybody else does the same thing. He's just following it. It's not his fault. I would never blame him. I bet once the mind is open, he'll follow God to the hilt. But right now, he's just not seeing it. He's blind spiritually. He knows about football. He can vote you everything about football and every team. But when it comes to the Bible and how to live, no, he couldn't do that. By his death and resurrection, we have forgiveness for when we fall, like if we mess up, which I do on a daily basis, varying from lower degrees to higher degrees, however you want to say that. They all lead to death, but however you want to look at it. But he has set set us a way to actually continue on. He's provided us his grace and redemption through his blood. He has liberated us from the path of death and sin. To the path of righteousness and everlasting life. Even if we don't see it right this moment. But at the resurrection. And like I said earlier. There are, he, this is only one path of his liberation. I mean I'm sure many of you can think of something different. I thought of the freedom from Christ last night. Or from Satan last night. I was thinking he frees us from Satan. You know. So this 4th of July weekend. Do not just Remember. That we have freedoms in this country. The many freedoms we have. To worship, to do whatever. But also remember to reflect and celebrate on the freedoms and liberties which Jesus Christ has provided for us.